Amen. So now you've had a good sermon from Nicola already this morning, haven't you? I think I was there. I'm looking forward to you next Sunday. <laughs> Amen. It's good to be with you. I've been in holiday. I'm slowly coming back to earth. Amen. Two wee thoughts that's uh, triggered off my thinking from preparation for the seventh one. One was that, you know, there's so much going on about politics these days. One of the commentators, the speculators, and analysizers say, but you know, it's very hard, you know, for a government to do something new when it's been in government for 12 years. Another thing that triggered me was cost. You hear nothing about costs, you know, when we're doing the cost of discipleship course and, and after last Sunday, I thought, oh, goodness me, that's a crushing thought, that isn't it? Yeah. But the reality, we're talking about the cost of living, but the cost of living doesn't matter what it is, it's still still be living. And the cost of discipleship will normally stop you being a disciple either. So that was the background message. Well, what do you want me to say about that? A couple of readings for you. Matthew 13. Verse 44. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, what it's like. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in the field, the which when a man has found, he hates, and for the joy thereof, goes and sells all that he has, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man, seeking godly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went out and sold all he had, and bought it. Ah, uh, you verse some joy in chapter 7. Verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood in Christ saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. For this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. May God have a blessing. Good evening, Miss Blood. Let's just pray, shall we? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love for us, your concern, Lord. We just you bless you, Lord, that the mighty God, creator of all things, should be interested in our minute domestic problems. Your interest in every mode of our lives, Lord. You've declared your love for us and your mercy, and we give you thanks. So this morning we just ask Lord again that we might just hear your voice as you address our needs, as you seek to 
comfort us and uplift us. In Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> the scripture read that the man who found the pearl and sold it when he had to buy it. He didn't think of the cost. You know, he thought of the prize. The child who found the, the treasure in the field. No, it says he sold everything and bought the field. Had this picture of these wee fellows, you know these fellows go about the beaches with the, with the metal detectors, looking for Roman coins. And they find something, you know, and they're a bit afraid, you know, to tell, they found that case to say, you can't have that, that's government property. So that's why the man bought the field. He bought the field so he says, it's mine, it's on my land. You know. But the common light in those two stories was they sold everything to get the prize. Now it's taken this one of the treasure hunt. You might discover, you know, the joys of being in Christ. The treasures, it's worth every penny. <laughs> it's worth it. You know, what is the cost of money? Let's say, well, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Except you lose your life for me, you won't find it. So it is the total cost of everything. But the reality is, it's worth it for the prize. The final great prize. What is that prize? Well, that prize, first of all, is Jesus. Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. You know, come unto me, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. I'm not laying burdens on you. I'm not come to destroy your life. I've come to give you life, blood abundant. And it's in Christ we're redeemed. He has purchased us, paid the ransom to reconcile us back to God. Taking away the sin problem, the barrier between God and Mexico. God can't look upon sin. And that was a gulf. God turned his face from us because of our sin. And Jesus came without sin and paid the penalty for our sin. He took our sin on him and put his righteousness in us and closed the gap. And God says, now you're reconciled. Now you can be called sons. Christ has given you the spirit of adoption whereby we can cry, Abba, Father. Now the John says, what manner of world is this? That we should be called the children of God. A gift of God, all through Christ and his redemption. Now Jesus gives us spiritual life. The first thing he gives, the second treasure, is the Spirit. It says in, in that great parable, it says, He that thirsts, come unto me, and I'll give him rivers of life flowing up. It says to the woman at the well, you know, if you took the drink that I give you, you'd never thirst again. This state ye of the Spirit of God. The great treasure we have is in you, the Spirit. The hope of glory, Christ in you, is the hope of glory. It's by His Spirit you're transformed. It's by His Spirit you're converted. It's by His Spirit you understand the things of God. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. I used to think when they ate, you know, I used to have a illustration because I used to boil that and then hard, put it, sort of put it in the pocket and put it in the bush, you see. And they say, this egg is going to fly in one day. But inside it, there's a bird. <laughs> and one of the times it's in the 
Atende a bola, nada, não, não, vai qualquer. Mas é isso, se você tem essa expectativa, transformação é possível no Deus. You look at this week up, I told them, one day it's going to fly, and I butterfly, and you're going to butterfly. Transformation is possible. And I was just showing me a book there by a chap who was a dog addict, came to the Lord, and totally transformed. Yeah. Teen Challenge is full of stories of life being transformed and changed by the grace of God. Addiction is gone. I read a chat we could say to the old day from me and they said, I need furniture in the house and I had the tea chest for a table and I just drank all my money and they stopped at the back and said, oh, God has changed <laughs> my furniture, my wine money and the furniture. God makes changes to your life and that's my respect. That's why God said to Nicodemus, Jesus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You may be a ruler of Israel. You may be a teacher. But you must be born again of the Spirit of God. For the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit. They're strange though, you know. You can't understand them. The nonsense though. That's why when we talk about the cost of the strangership, it looks awful because you look for the natural eye. Yeah. People say, I remember when church in the sweater, we must, not some of the 44 thousand of the time. And people would say, uh, a wee cover, well, a young cover, teasing the came in the church. And she said, I'm she was doing the street, so I'm saying, Are you still going to that church then? And she said, Oh, you're sticking it well. You're sticking it well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hardship, honest, it's not a hardship, it's a joy. <laughs> it's a joy to the church. You're sticking it well. And you keep some money in the food that you get out. Huh? 
Just the same when Jesus began to preach, Jesus the carpenter said, where did he get this wisdom? <laughs> where did this man get this wisdom? Done with the Spirit of God. And God will do things in you by the Spirit that will amaze you in yourself. That amaze you in yourself. I like that verse, 2 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away. All things become new. <laughs> I'm only about three months saved and I've had that. Oh, I say, oh, oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> and then the one person says, what's hard to you? You change. Yeah. Have you won the fools or something? <laughs> Just Jesus came in my life. It's wonderful when it's seen. It's your destiny. Because he's raising you up to be a spectacle of my glory. To show the world <laughs> what I can do in you. There's an anointing for servants, for sonship. No longer sons, it's servants, but friends, but sons of the Holy God. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The word anointing simply means the presence of God. When the anointing is on you, it's the presence of God. No. In the Old Testament, it says the Holy Spirit came upon them, it was the presence of God. God came upon them. The thing that struck me with it, the politician says, you know, when you've been in government that long, after 12, it's difficult to come up with something new. Some folk have been Christians so long, they don't think there's anything new. I want to tell you this, God is inexhaustible. Inexhaustible. The half has not yet been told. If you think you've got it all, you ain't started yet. If you think you know it all, you know nothing. God is so vast and so creative. There's always something new. Always something new. So please don't settle. This stuff will be pioneered, that used to be. And that day of the cowboy forms. When I was in the hall, I had nine westerns, nine westerns on, on the YouTube during the holidays. And goes to read a book, and watch the cowboys. <laughs> and the cowboys, you know, they're right out to the unknown, unclean, uncivilized territories. And they shoot around the bad guys. And they come on the settlers with that wee wagons, and they settle. So you have to be here with a settler. Some of us sell so much though, we have no expectancy of God to do something different. Used to be in front of my program and going, boy, expect a miracle. No. Jesus said, listen, it's expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. I will send the counselor and the comforter, and he shall be in you. And he will give you power. <coughs> I'm going to tell you folks, there is such a thing as a baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no way in the Bible where cessation is stopped. Jesus says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I will give you the Holy Spirit, and he shall be in you, and he shall teach you, and he shall guide you. He never says, until. 
The Baptist of the Holy Spirit is 100% biblical as an experience after belief. The service, the birth of the Holy Spirit, births you into the kingdom, quickens the spirit of you, and makes you spiritual alive. But there is another anointing, an anointing for power. When he is coming upon you, greater works and these that I do shall you do. Just like we're doing it. Jesus said to the disciples, listen, after the resurrection, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, tarry, tarry, until you receive power. There were believers gathered in the upper room. They were sitting waiting for what they didn't know. Jesus said, wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise of the Father? The pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Of an old flesh. They spoke in tongues. They prophesied. They did wonders. The book of the Acts of the Apostles should not be called the Acts of the Apostles. It should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in them. So, Was it just for the apostles? No, there were 120 in the room. And they said they were all filled <laughs> as smoke tongues. Holy Spirit fell like fire of tongues falling on each one of them. Now the Jews and the disciples, well, Followers of Jesus and Jesus' ministry was to Israel. I have come from the lost sheep of Israel. When he said out the 20 and the 2, by 2 and the 70, he said, Listen, go into the lost sheep of Israel. After the resurrection, he <laughs> said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. For the promise of Abraham, you know. So you shall all nations of the earth be blessed. It's not come. And the same thing was the Jews, you only preach to the Jews. And Peter was like, oh, you know, is this mindset? Yeah, it's very difficult to shift the mindset you're brought Very difficult to shift the culture you're raised in. Peter was a good Jew. God sent him a vision to him. And God's very gracious in changing this. It is a go. You know, then you open your eyes. <laughs> he says that in the sheep, full of all sorts of unkosher meat. Actually, it's Peter Rice meat. He says, No, God, I don't eat any unkosher. I've never done that in my life. And God said, Peter, don't call anything unclean that I call clean. And they got the call to go to Cornelius, first of the Gentiles. See, God is no respecter of persons. He was a gentleman, not on you. A godly man. He was praying. <laughs> he was giving. He was charitable. And God says, I've heard your prayer. Set for Peter and the devil. And Peter comes along <laughs> and says, Well, you know what? It's not lawful for me to visit you. 
that God has shown otherwise. And then again, as Steve says, the Holy Spirit fell on them. Now think of this. Cornelius says, I've gathered all my households and all my kinsmen, and I've paid the message that there was a great number of people. And the same experience of Pentecost fell on Cornelius' household. And they began to speak in tongues. And Peter came back to Jerusalem gathered and said, You have no right going there. He said, But God told me. And when he explained it, the church gave thanks. And God has opened up even to the Gentiles. The church in Ephesus you know, was founded with 12 men. Twelve disciples. Paul met in his business. And then he sees 12 men and he says, You know, 12 disciples, believers of God, have you received the Holy Spirit? We haven't even heard of it all. We haven't even heard of it all. And Paul made hands of them, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. The church was persecuted and spread out, scattered. Philip goes to Samaria and preaches the gospel. And it says, many believed in the believers. The church got excited and heard about it. And they said to the apostle, go, go see what's happening. They said, Barnabas, Barnabas, go on this thing. And he finds him. What's in the face of God? Why God? And they said, people enjoy them, people don't come. And it says, they lay hands upon them. And they all receive the Holy Spirit. There is an anointing for service. Don't miss it on it. In Ephesians 5 18, Paul says, Be filled with the Spirit. He's talking to the church. Be you not filled with wine to excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's a command. That God doesn't command to do it and not provide it. The question is, people, what can I do about it? I can't fill myself. How can I be? Well, where did that person do? Intensify this. Be you being filled with the Holy Spirit. I was born again in December. 1957. I know some of you won't even go there. I only said, I mean, the world is around that day. <laughs> I'm a Christian today because today I take up the cross of Jesus. Yesterday's manner doesn't last. Today, I shall hear his voice. Today, have not your heart. Today, take up your cross and follow me. It's a never-changing dynamic. And be ye filled with the Spirit. Be you being filled. Oh, I remember I had an experience of God 25 years ago. I have an experience of God today. Today, be ye filled. You've been evil. 
not how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them to ask? Now we can react. I don't believe you. I got the Spirit when I was born again. You did. You certainly did. That's in the most is like the Old Testament. It says, when the prophets and the men were moved to, the Spirit of God came upon them. It happens in the New Testament. It says, Peter went and goes to the temple gate and says, being filled with the Spirit. He says, well, I have a gift you rise more. John, in his revelation, it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. There's that anointing for service and power and gifting of the body. You know that healthy church needs the gifts of the body. The gifts are for the edification and strengthening the body. Isn't the wonder we've got a meeting there's a lot of prophecy? No, God's coming. I know he's always here. But he just woke me up. Isn't it good to be in the place where Peter was? I'm not just praying for your healing, but healing you. Peter didn't say I'm going to pray for your healing. Peter said, Why I have, I give you. Why I have, I give you. Jesus says the same spirit that was in Jesus, that raised him from the dead, is the same spirit that is at work in you. Amen. Right? We need to rise up. <laughs> And be the church of the world. Not in us to do that. We just need to go to Lord. Lord, fulfill your promise. Send the promise of the Father on us. Anoint us with your presence. Let us be the voice of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the love of Jesus. Lord, you know that we are often hindered by prejudice. Some things don't sit too easily with us. Irkas disturb us, Lord. But your word is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And you promised. And I pray you your own spirit. So we just bow our heads before you this morning, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, for every provision you need. And we say, Come, Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. Open our hearts, Lord. Open our minds. Give us ears to hear and let us surrender 